they're using starter jackets and some very good WWE tricks in the Bellator cage to promote former UFC fighters, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage. For example, you can get a starter jacket. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how badass is it that they gave everyone in this high heavyweight tournament a starter jacket and had them line up? It's kind of something that they do at big professional uh, MMA shows and even in on the Asian uh, broadcasts. I like to call it the, oh, hey, everybody showed up, look, uh, shot that begins the show. And uh, it was my favorite thing that Metamorphs used to do is it would parade everybody out at the very beginning. Make them jog. And I always think to myself, if I'm those <laughs> athletes, the last thing I want to do is like do anything before my match. So them looking at me and going like, hey, Raph, can you go out there and jog for a second up in front of everybody? And I'd ask, well, what am I going to do when I do that? Oh, just stand there. We're going to be like, look at your Metamorphs athletes. We <laughs> really are going to be bust up my concentration for this match let me go parade around for a little bit yeah could you please no fuck you i'm not doing that <laughs> so yeah fun. no i could see it but were the jackets good kevin and who made the jackets i, I don't know <laughs> I, I assume starter they were varsity jackets with bellator i was pretty much tuned out once the smoke started I watched them announce every single fighter. I did watch that. Um, was really surprised at some of the variants and weight classes that I saw, but I love it. Bader is way bigger than I remember him, and I completely forgot. It was like, holy shit, that's right. Fedor's still fighting. Holy shit, that's right. They have Bader. Oh, my God. Who's King Mo again? No, I remember, I think. And then it's in tonight's matchup. Quentin Rampage Jackson versus Jail. Mary Gangster's on it. And I was just like, ugh. And I did see it. It was pretty old. You, We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about UFC. We're obviously going to talk about some of our friends that keep our, you know, our tights tighter. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot. We've got Jason Hayden coming back on the podcast. Bereff, you were at Ultimate Matt Warrior doing real on-the-ground journalistic stuff. Talk about it. Of course. I just want to say this before we move on on the Bellator thing. Uh, I wasn't we, We'll come back done. and forth between I the two. I just assumed it was like not worth everyone's time to focus on a whole segment to it. No. I got you. I just I want to shoehorn this joke that I was waiting for the right time for you mm -hmm, to do, mm -hmm. and you just you didn't give me the right time to like double dutch my way in on the timing. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna lob it in because mm -hmm. I just don't want to do it later. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Are you ready for it? I am ready. Okay. Uh, you know, Kevin, I think it's so great that you went through all of the uh, participants for this new heavyweight tournament, like uh, Fedor and Rampage. Um, but if I'm being honest, I want to hear more about in this time and this women's movement. Tell me more about Queen Mo. Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure that you all know the amount of work I had to do to shoehorn that one fucking drop in. I was like, wait for it, wait for it. And I couldn't double dutch my way in. So I was like, motherfuckers going to make me. Do a setup. It's going to take me so much further to fucking get there. Anyway, I'm not mad or anything. I'm just saying 
I didn't appreciate you just bypassing Steve over Mo. King Mo. Like, why do we accept King Mo as a thing? I, I, I always struggle anyway. with. Yeah, see, I was already upset that I, I was like, I insulted him with the who? And then, but I'm glad you decided to drop in with the Queen Mo. Because <laughs> there is a lot of like, uh, I'm sorry. And I then just... if he gets a divorce from that lady, is she Queen Less? Right. Probably. I mean, she's something. <laughs> she's Queen. Probably. And there's, anyway, uh, all right. You know, his kids' addition and subtraction. There's a lot of weird fighters in this heavyweight Grand Prix (laughs) that I am so excited for it to just drag on for six months and no one care by the time it ends. They're like, what? A lot of people. And they're not all fighting on the same night. They're like splitting each fight up in the quarterfinals. So there's four weeks, followed by two more weeks, followed by an additional week. If that's all these old guys stay healthy, they're not going to. You went to Ultimate Matt Warrior. <laughs> you went to Ultimate Matt Warrior. Oh, I can't wait to talk more about that tournament. I have a lot of I thoughts. Did. I did. And I do that. have some more insight on that last part. Ultimate Matt well, Warrior. I, I want to put this insight and then we're going to get to Ultimate Matt Warriors. Those of you who are waiting for it. And there are. We will get there. Um, but the idea about the tournament, though, Kev, yeah. is that they actually were considering doing the first round all at once. So it was an actual possibility, or at least the fighters were led to believe that. Um, they're now working. It's not Spike TV anymore. It's called the Paramount Network or the Paramount Channel, or whatever. Yep. Confused. And my so DVR. I think they realized they're like, "Oh fuck, we're gonna burn ourselves out." Yeah. But I think they realize they're gonna burn themselves out doing it all at once. That's super funny to me. That's why they chose that. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well, maybe it will. Yeah. I. That's so funny to me. I'm sorry. I. <laughs> I just really enjoyed the way they. I was thinking about this casually. I was like, "There's no way we're gonna see the end of this tournament in 2018." That's just my gut reaction. Over under. Would you take that? Would you take that bet? Oh no. Exactly. Sorry. No, not at all. Not. All right. Let's talk Ultimate Matt Warriors, because I, I, one of the funniest things I've ever seen happen happened. Okay, Kev? Yeah, go for it. Okay. If you know this person, I don't apologize in advance. I just want you to know this is a thing that happened, and I'm telling it to you, our lovely and loyal audience. There was a wonderful person who competed at this uh, event who he was having a rough time, Kev. You know, he was doing a solid job, but he had a really tough match and he was exhausted and he had another match and he didn't have enough time to rest. So he's like right back into the thick of it. And his opponents had way more time to, you know, rest. And his opponent's already a, a good competitor as well. There is someone who loves this person who was yelling out from the stands, hey! And you're like, okay, this this can't go well. It's, it's kind of like any jujitsu tournament you go to, and it happens a lot more in the local circuit where someone that you love is screaming out things that may not make sense at the time. Uh, you know, sometimes like, get out of there! Or want it more! Or try harder! <laughs> um, but in this particular case, they were yelling out, 
They know you're tired. And I thought, well, they do now. <laughs> they didn't know I was tired before. Uh, now they're very thanks. aware. It's really it's doing me a lot of help now. I appreciate that. Now, they didn't just yell that out once. Oh, super aware. They didn't just yell that once. They yelled it out at least two to three more times. Kev, when I say this to you, I was a little taken aback because I think of this poor guy. And uh, I'm just looking at him being like, oh, dude, I feel bad for you, man. This sucks. This, uh, dude, you're trying your hardest. And uh, a dude's on top of you and he's got a really good position. And, uh, no, it's not going well. And meanwhile, the person who loves them is just screaming out, don't you tap. Don't you tap. And the guy has to tap. (laughs) But when she does that, I've always wondered about the – amount of shit your doctor has to give you when you get uh, done with the match and they go, well, how did you get this injury? Well, my loved one said not to tap. I probably should have, but I didn't want to let them down. (laughs) Oh, well, that's a stupid reason. You deserve to be injured. Anyway, Kev, I just love the fact that this person had made their way all the way from the back of the stands, like the back of the, the audience, all the way to the front to plead with this person, like right on the edge of the mat where he is. I was like, no, Dude, don't. And I go, not I've never seen something like this ever. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> but it would be like me realizing that I wasn't roasting you well enough in the back that I would oh, m- casually make my way down on the floor, which by the way, you're not supposed to be. You could yell that point at that any out. point. Only media credential. Any match I've mm-hmm. ever been in, you can but it's, yell, it's, he's I, tired. He knows you're tired. You're I, like, yep. <laughs> but he knows you're tired is the best. <laughs> I thought the only thing that could have been worse to yell out would have been like, oh, I knew we should have had you heel hook defense. Damn it. <laughs> He knows you don't know anything about footlocks. He can tell. <laughs> that would be super non-helpful during a tournament. Exactly. So, okay, let's start with the tournament. So I thought that was a good uh, quick aside to share with the, the group. So I hope you all enjoy it. If you are that person, I'm very sorry that you had to endure that. If you're a teammate of that person, I'm sorry you had to endure that. If you were the loved one yelling, I'm not wrong. So deal with that and understand that when people are listening to this podcast and laughing, there is a distinct reason why. And it was so intense, but it made me think, like, if I was really roasting Kevin and I felt like my joke wasn't good enough, like, all the way from the back, coming to the front and being like, you suck, Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, you suck. And go personal. And then I would probably go into I thought about it. They could tell you're not over your ex. They can tell you're still stricken with grief. <laughs> There's so See, much. You went there. I just thought of doing inside baseball bits to you. Telling <laughs> out and starting to take on like a Yoel Romero sort of like, you go for gay Jesus, Kevin. <laughs> you go, you go for, for him Jesus. now. Don't let him come on, you Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, no. Just gay if you lose. <laughs> This game, yeah. um, other than that, <laughs> Ultimate Matters was a <laughs> hashtag game. 
you lose. This is the new hashtag. Um, yeah, no, I, I was so happy to be there. Uh, Ultimate Mount Warriors is one of the best tournaments. It is uh, super chill. The vibe is very community-based. Uh, they have a ton of super fights, so it gives a lot of good grapplers exposure. And then the tournament was for the big boys. So what I had to go explain to all the guys who I was taking photos with. My sister and I went to go take photos as well as our good friends Mike Frosto and Octavio Villanueva who were doing some video work. Um, I explained to all of the participants who I knew. I said, listen, uh, y'all, if you bum rush me on this small mat, friendship over. And not only friendship over, but I'm not giving you any of these photos because I can maybe push around to 145er. People about my size, I still get a little scared about. I have no recourse for a 225-er just, like, bullshitting me. There's no, oh, I'm going to run out of the way and do, like, an Indiana Jones escape where I roll out at the exact same moment. No, I'm getting thrown upon on. So uh, I was deeply aware of that the whole time that was going on. But our good friend, uh, Jess Ray, he ended up winning. And Jess Ray, a uh, ADCC vet, he's also competed at the last EBI. He's just put in a, a ton of work. Um, him and his coach, Bobby, did a phenomenal job. And uh, it was good to see him win because he's a guy who's always showing up. And I like to think that with a lot of grapplers, when they see each other show up so much, at a certain point, they kind of start rooting for each other, especially the gamers who are always in the trenches. And I kept telling Jesse, I was like, you know, it just felt like it was just a matter of time and today was your day. And uh, hopefully that builds a lot of momentum for him because there were some great names in there. Uh, you had uh, our good friend Austin Baker, who's uh, a beast. Uh, Sean Dufresne was in there. My buddy Al was in it. Um, and then like some really cool names who I was less familiar with, but became a big fan of later that evening. So, uh, um, you know, we'll, we'll put up some photos on the Kid A Photo. So if you guys are, are looking on the Instagram, it is at Kid A Photo. And then on the uh, Facebook, it is uh, Kid A Photography. So if you share the photos and you motherfuckers, I'm looking around and I know who's sharing them and you don't give credit. I'm coming after you. I'm going to send my man Jesse Ray after you. You so should. By keep the way. that in mind. I'm in but uh, yeah, dude, so much fun. Can I also point out one thing, though, that I think is very important for you to know, Kevin? Because I didn't know this about myself, but um, I know that people can see me on the broadcast, so I don't try to bring a lot of attention to myself, because the focus should be on the grapplers. This is where the focus should be on me. Uh, but Jesse Ray's uh, partner, training partner, Chase Davis, who's another beast into himself, he happened to be watching me, and he put up a post on my Facebook that said, y'all, I know that this tournament is great and all, but is anybody paying attention to Afaspars' posture? During this the band event? must never get triangle because that posture is perfect. Yes, during <laughs> the event. He's like, he's taking photos and has perfect posture when I can't even do that while rolling and doing nothing. And I was like, well, thank you. That's a, that's a very nice compliment. You've got a lot of skills in terms of your posture, and I, I would say it's one of your greater strengths. Very good posture at all times, even when getting swept, which is really frustrating because uh, there are those of us that thrive on the transition attacks. 
and but what I, mean, I, I would <laughs> I wouldn't say that much I definitely do though at some point though I started feeling a little uh, like I was getting a little stiff so I started stretching out and uh, the, I'll let you know Kev the minute I started stretching out the people were sending photos of me that they saw when I would like be like you know you do that one stretch where you you like, just put your leg to the side and kind of like fall and like kind of reach it with one of your arms. And instead of doing that, I was just my leg was out and I was just kind of putting my body over it. But I, I was still taking photos. So I had a lot of people being like, look at this sassy fucking photographer. And I was like, that's right, bitches. I'm getting this photo no matter what. Um, but yeah, lots of good stuff. Also got to see our good friends. Nick Schrock was there. Uh, had an amazing match. He's a phenomenal i uh, got to see pj fucking crush it uh pj uh, just he's always fun to watch a lot of really good super fights if I, I see the highlights or clips go up i'll try and share them with you guys but there are a number of really really cool matches and uh yeah just i had a blast man those are the those events where you just see the grappling and the working it's just amazing Jealous, uh, you and your sister do unbelievable photography and coverage of these events, so make sure you're checking it out, Kid A Photography. Make sure you're letting them know what you think. You're getting some prints. You're giving the feedback. You're letting other people know, hey, I'm big fans of them, so make sure you're uh, giving, them, giving them that credit stuff because couldn't agree more when it's quality work. It deserves quality feedback, right? Plus, it is good. Yep. They're great photos. They really are. So that's helpful. Uh, Raph, mm-hmm. unbelievable work. Now, uh, clip back to Rory Mc- McDonald winning a, d- a tough decision. Uh, he's the greatest fighter I've ever fought. <laughs> you sent me a video of him getting carried off like Zoolander. He has a real sort of Zach Morris vibe at times. Rory McDonald won his fight. It was bloody with our man D Lima. It was all Douglas. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. So great fight between them. There was a lot of shared elbows, but most of the time Rory was in his guard. Not a single sit back mm. to the heel hook. What the Danaher? Like, where mm. are we? I thought I thought they were training Rory. Did they not give him any? Any tips? Because that would have been awesome. Heel hooks? No one does that, right? Well, Kev, if you listen to the nine-hour uh, Joe Rogan podcast with John Danaher, you would know that they uh, they don't really do that. They wait. They do their thing. They teach them individually and uh, specify to their realm. So in MMA, they're like, well, you know, you're not always going to go for a heel hook. Do you know why that is, Joe Rogan? And then Joe being like, uh, I don't fucking know. Just fucking tell me at this point, John. Uh, listen, yes, did anyway. I bring on John Danaher or the fucking Riddler? You fucking dick. <laughs> Just let me fucking ask a question and you answer it. Stop doing these fucking rhetorical questions. That was, uh, it was John Danaher just the whole time being like Facebook posts over and over again. Interesting point, Mr. Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Rogan, Mr. Joe Rogan, why is it? That when you're an Ashigrami, you put your foot in this particular position. I don't know, John. Okay, I'm a shitty black belt. What is the reason? Just been helping people here, trying to understand jiu-jitsu. 
Just, you know what you can do instead of doing an ellipsis? This conversation, this podcast, it's two hours and 30 minutes. It would be an hour if you just stopped taking pauses. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, of course, the second best uh, John Danher interviewer out there. I want to make sure that people know this. That when I saw what happened after that last Bellator, Kevin went the Zoolander version. I went bodyguard. So I said that Roy McDonald was full on Whitney Houstoning to a person who is carrying him and should have been singing. I think that's what you're supposed to do because I don't Kevin, have you ever really been picked up like that ever in your life? No, no I don't think so. I'm okay, just, I've never. I will tell you warm. this: there is uh, when you know when you do drills, there is <laughs> there is a drill in wrestling because I'll always just like find ways to be like, hey, pick up this person like this, carry a guy back all the way back and forth. And there's one that's just like, yeah, just pick him up and carry him. And I was like, I don't want to. And I was like, what muscle does this help? And they were like, well, they just like, you know, pick them up like this. And I'm like, you want me to fucking Whitney Houston them all the way back over there? And they're like, yeah. And I go, I... all right, fine. But I did require that when I did it, they had to sing to me the entire time. So they had to hit the high note of I will always love you. And so the whole time, like I was supposed to finish, I wouldn't let them go on in the song. They had to hold and I like for me to make it all the way back and forth. That's great. Right. Can I bring something up about this rampage fight, though, Kev? Oh, God. Let's, no, yeah. Tennis court us back over to Bellator, please. And are, you're going to call it the rampage fight? That's how you want to address it? I'm good with that. Yeah, because the reason why I want to call it the rampage fight is as follows. So Rampage Jackson gets into this heavyweight fight thing, and he says, hey, fans, you might not like the way I'm going to fight. Because I'm going to fight smart, not entertaining, because I understand the difference. In order to win, sometimes you got to play smart and not fight for the fans. And that's what I'm going to do. So I said, okay, that's how he's going to do it. He ends up losing to Chael, who does the usual Chael business. It's not anything out of the ordinary. If you know how Chael fights, you know that that's probably what's going to happen there. It's a heavyweight fight. Chael's going up a weight class, drastically overweight uh, or at least matched by more weight by Rampage. And when the match ends, Rampage puts up a thank you to his fans and says, hey, thanks, everybody. Uh, I came to fight, but Chael came to fight like a bitch. And it's like, wait a second. You were the guy who were telling us just a couple weeks ago, I'm going to fight. Apparently, you didn't fight smart. You fought a fight that somebody outsmarted you. And then that means he fought like a bitch when you told us you were going to fight like a bitch to advance in the tournament. And now you didn't. So Rampage, on to your tricks. So, yeah, that's why I refer to it as the Rampage fight. But let's talk Chael, Kev. What are his odds in this tournament? How did he look? Was he in good Chael shape? He was in sort of um, semi-round Chael shape. And I guess he... I mean, this is heavyweight. This is the heaviest he's going to have fought, I think. It's really difficult to remember. But all of that aside, he looked terrible. <laughs> he, I mean, Rampage looked worse. I want to be clear. Rampage looks like he can't move. His knees don't work. Mm. They, they don't. I don't know what to tell you. 
at a certain point, I don't care that Peyton Manning is able to get on the football field. I care about him being able to move side to side and throw the ball. Like, if Rampage had to do anything that didn't require standing there, he briefly picked up Chael in the first round, and that was really cool. And that was the last moment of excitement in the fight. This was a lot of Chael doing a double leg, Rampage having no ability to stuff it whatsoever. And I get it. I'm also getting old. Younger than both of them. I get it, though. The fight was, uh, it was fine, Raph. It was It was fine. It was fine. They're so old. Get Rampage retire for fuck's sake, man. So Jeez. having said know. that, and, and understanding, <laughs> and understanding, they're super old at this point, dude. I just want to know this: uh, Are you in on all of this? Was John McCarthy doing a good job? He was, was the actually. tournament running well. Yeah. Uh, he was. He was good. And okay. so, I mean, the broadcast good. was good. Jay was good. Blazer. They were fun. Okay. But. Because Jay Glazer was terrible the next day on Fox. I want to make sure people know that. For I sure. actually saw him and I agree with you. I think he got a little too excited and had a little too much fun at Bellator. <laughs> I think that's my preliminary. I don't know. It. I just think it. Prove me wrong. It's going to be hard. Well, Raph, nothing else <laughs> to talk about with Bellator. The The production's good. The fights are mm. kind of fun. They're unpredictable. But outside, and I will say I like the idea of events, though. I did like, I like the tournament idea. I just don't understand why I have to wait five weeks to understand how round. Well, that's like basically the ultimate fighter schedule. Fun reality show. Doesn't go great with old people. There's no way... Everyone, including Frank Mir, down mm. to Fedor, are going to make it till next February. <laughs> like, it's just not happening. They don't have events every week. Like we got a long time through this. Yeah, and and I'm wondering this though, Kev, is there something uh, interesting about the fact that? Do you know how much they were given? In terms of money for this? No, not at all. Both Chael and Rampage took home $300,000. Oh, okay. Okay. That's great. Good for them. So that is great. That is great. That's That's far more than they would get in the UFC. Far more. Yeah, it is. How are they doing that? And Rory and Diego, I think, both took home, I think, 100000 uh, for the co-main event. Uh, I saw some fighters making in the realm of 50 k I'm not sure what the local fighters were out here making, but I was very happy to report our good friend Chad George ended up winning his fight, so congratulations to him. Uh, our man Noah Tillis, unfortunately, did not win his fight. Um, but he was in good spirits afterwards. Uh, I think he said he had like a fruity drink in one of his Instagram stories the next day. And he goes, well, guys, it's official. When you have a fruity drink the day after you uh, lose a fight, I guess you just turn gay. So I'm gay now. Bye, everybody. Ooh. Why, bye? Like, oh, what are you talking Noah, about? You, <laughs> Hold you on. doing your Noah it is. 
<laughs> no, no, don't leave us. I think he just figures that people go to like a fantasy island for the gays. Oh, okay. he just like runs He's away. Get and it's out just of the like, Midwest. You can you still know, live an active lifestyle. <laughs> you, you know, what, I figure I'd maybe he comes back better. Probably, yeah. I was like, there's part of me that's like, no, it's probably good for him. <laughs> Oh, was there anything uh, of note on the undercard for Bellator as well? Because I, I will say this, Kev, there was something interesting about Bellator going head to head with the UFC pay-per-view because I do wonder how many people were watching the Bellator. And I'm intrigued to see uh, what those numbers are. Uh, nothing stands out. I, I mean, I was kind of clipping back and forth and it was really hard to keep up with all the events. In terms of some of the undercard fighters for Bellator, but nothing, nothing in particular that I saw. But I wasn't focused on it, so I'm not going to talk smack on it either. I enjoyed the Lima mm. Rory fight. I didn't enjoy the Chael fight. That's good. <laughs> didn't enjoy that at all. I enjoyed the walkout. No. That was way more fun. That was way more fun. UFC could do that with its best division. Have a little tournament. Oh, Raph, we need to first... Hold on. Let's talk about KO Sports Gear. Yeah. Let's talk about their amazing online ability mm. to get the coolest singlet you could possibly find. Coolest singlet. There's no cooler singlet. Find me a cooler singlet. Send me the link. Mm. We'll put it to a vote. So far, we're undefeated with KO Sports Gear singlets. Have you seen that, Eagle? Have you seen it? You've seen it. You've seen the Joker. Can't wait to get mm. back just so mm. I can wear those. I might cut one up just to make it a bikini. Obviously not a KO Sports Gear one, but something like that. Maybe something I get from CVS. <laughs> I've got ideas. KOSportsgear.com. Get some fun grappling gear. Get something a little extra. You're all going to be wearing long spats and a rash guard. Throw a singlet over it. That'll surprise the guys at the gym and crack them up. And the gals and everybody in between is going to get a laugh at that thing. Ref, serious question. Am I more excited to get back to jujitsu so I can maintain a positive, healthy lifestyle and my mental stability? Or am I more excited so I can try on my north south jujitsu underwear? Yeah. I honestly think you've been talking so much about the north-south uh, jiu-jitsu underwear that that's the reason. It might be. I, thought I, was, I had a solid 40 minutes where I thought about it on Sunday when seven inches of snow fell. I was like, what am I more excited about getting back to grappling for? The gear and my north-south jiu-jitsu A3s or just the healthy lifestyle? And I honestly don't know. I'll let people know. Tune in for an update. Is Kevin still just ex excited about his North South Jiu-Jitsu underwear? Or is he excited about just getting back to training in general? That could be anybody's guess. We need to go talk to Jason Hayden. And we need to chat UFC <clears throat> 220. Because I just don't understand. And reluctantly... You brought Jason Hayden back. Uh, that's on mm. you, by the way. Mm -hmm. And he's all feisty because he can't eat. Yeah. <laughs> As we just had verbal tap, welcome back. We've got Jason Hayden here to talk some fights. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, sorry. I said that with like a uh, question inflection, which is not all that helpful <laughs> in the, bo <laughs> in the okay. podcast world. 
Uh, Jason, okay, you, you're you not far off, by the way, weight-wise, you were just explaining, which is great. And this is for EBI, which is important. What's the food you miss the most? It sounds like it's a sweets, which I would not have guessed. I would have said you were like a, a chili cheese dog sort of guy. That's just my that's just my take on you. That's a compliment. But what would you? What are you missing the most right now? Uh, definitely the sweets. Yeah, me and my brother Josh, we like we'll just legitimately eat a whole bag of like chips, candy, donuts, and just it's sweets all the way, junk food all the way. Junk food all the way. A specific type of donuts because for me it's those Hostess powdered. They used to come in a bag. They no longer do. It's just a thing. Those are pretty good. I like those. Um, but just Krispy Kreme, like glazed. Oh, man. Those are sitting in the kitchen right now. And <laughs> I want to eat them. And I'm trying to, like, justify eating one. Like, oh, I think I'll be all right. I'll just have to work a little hard. Whatever. But I'm just staying sure. disciplined right now is not cool. All right. Well, this is why Raph likes you guys so much. Turns out you're fellow fat kids. I get it. Oh, definitely. Big yeah. time. <laughs> Raph, did you guys bond over cookies? Was that part of it, or was it a? I mean, we bonded over In and Out, which I feel like all good Americans should. Oh God, it's like I swear In and Out doesn't sponsor this podcast. There's gonna be times <laughs> people are like, they sign In and Out. We have not yet. Raph just really likes them. And Jason, we've brought you back. As the definitive, what's going to happen? UFC twenty. Did you see the fights? Uh, I ca- I caught a couple. I didn't catch uh, I didn't catch all of them. Um, I'm going to have to watch most of the highlights. Actually, um, Ooh, this I is was, fun. Uh, that means I, yeah, I got, I'm the only one that captured the fights. I should have lied about yeah. the results then. Yeah, I got uh, I got pretty like I didn't I didn't feel very good this weekend, so I was going to go out and watch the fights. And I, I stayed in instead. Hold on. You're my favorite. I haven't found a way to gamble on EBI yet, but you're my dark horse. I really enjoy your Tasmanian devil-like approach to jiu-jitsu. Is that fair? Have you heard that before? Tasmanian, like, spinning stuff? Yes. Yes. Like, And just <laughs> your physical appearance. Like, you're just sort of compact, even for your division. No, I'm, I've never heard that. Um, I have big legs. I've heard that I'm like short and like I have big legs. That's about it. I get that's that a lot. Just, that's just people describing you. I don't, yeah. I don't like that. I'm talking about your <laughs> I general. also someone making sure that they give a description <laughs> on if you're going to like steal something. Like you're running out of a 7-Eleven. They're like, well, how would you describe him? Huge uh, legs. I mean, he's short, but like the legs are a little stubby. His hair is also pristine. They'd be like, "Well, we can't find this man, so thank you very much for not sharp ah. jawline." If you could now that cut I think something of it, with it, I have heard that Tasmanian thing before. It's been a long time. Well, it's a cartoon potentially prior to your interest in them. But uh, um, Rap and I, Rap did not get to watch the fights because he was at Ultimate Matt Warrior doing real things. Oh, nice which we're going to chat about. But you all did miss one of one of the most fascinating fights in a while. I honestly believe this. Jason, I think you could have beaten up Francis Ngannou by round three. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would have been too easy, man. Like, he, he was exhausted. Every... I actually saw the uh, – I went to a website. I did watch the Stipe and Francis fight. And um, that whole fight while I was watching it, um, I um, I was like, man, why does I vote against him? Like, 
I'm a piece of crap. Yeah, I felt sort of similarly as he was like imposing jujitsu too, and it seemed like he honestly decided he was like, "Shit, if I get this guy down, he is mm-hmm. done." And it mm-hmm. honestly looked like, and I, I say this affectionately, but you see it with uh, some bigger guys in the gym, right? You've seen it all the time. They get to impose their will because there's no one bigger than them until you get to competition. And there's always exactly. there's always someone bigger than you in competition. And for the first time, you can see Nagano like, does that explosion thing, and it's like, that's well, not going to work. He just hit you in the face really hard with a hammer fist. Like, you're, gonna have mm-hmm. to, you're definitely going to have to try something else. Great fight, but I will say we were almost right. The first round, he came at him in one of the scariest two minutes of anything I've ever seen. It did okay. This part, do you remember the first three minutes at all? I do. Yeah, it was super scary. Francis was coming and throwing everything. Think about it it like this: there is at the end of EBI, right after you win. You're, oh, yeah. There's a thing of freshly, just freshly grazed Krispy Krispy creams in the room waiting for you at the end. That's oh what he looked like for those first three minutes. It was Nagano chasing Stipe like he was freshly dipped Krispy Kreme, and that is a headline you're not going to see written in Sports Illustrated, which is a shame. I think, I think Francis at like I forget what round it was maybe the third. Um, hit him with a right, hit Stipe with like a straight right. And it hurt him pretty good. Like, but they ended up going to the ground after that, and Stipe was able to uh, recover. But that scared me. And there was a few of those moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. Stipe. Kev, do you share the feeling by one Brandon Schaub, though? Do you share the opinion that doesn't the UFC have treadmills and wrestling at the Performance Center? Okay, first of all, that's pretty funny because they went on like a super tear before the fight started about the Performance Center. It's not super funny, but it does have a nice ring to it that, uh, yeah, he was toast. So maybe there should be a a small moment at the end of every year, maybe pre-award ceremony, where whatever sportscasters have to answer some of their dumbest-ass things they said during a broadcast – I think Joe Rogan's going to want to take back the... He's in unbelievable shape. He is in the conditioning of a lifetime. He was really beefing it up. (laughs) Did a quick stroke off into the pool of the UFC Athletic Center. Didn't work so great. Didn't... Well, this time. Because, damn. But after those first three minutes, I swear to fuck, that was like everyone's nightmare. Francis Ngannou chasing you like that for three minutes. Felt like a dream. Uh, you were right about Cormier, both of you, I guess. I feel like I was in the minority opinion when I took Ozdemir, who got Ozda knocked out pretty fucking quickly. That was- yeah, he- Except for this. Can I I want to backtrack here because... Because you owe the it to Steve. The hard part about this is, Kev, like, looking at Daniel Cormier's performance, I wasn't... I wasn't... Well, I was, just wasn't that impressed with uh, hearing that... You see, finish somebody very quickly. When I was like, yeah, duh, I felt that was going to happen. But returning on this, though, Stipe, can you describe how Dana White was? Because they had so many cameras on him that made Dana White show how pissed he was that Stipe was winning. So there's a lot of up-close camera angles that show him, like, biting his hand. He was then later on, uh, he 
wouldn't even be allowed to put on the belt on Stipe. Stipe had his coach do it. Dana always puts the the belt on the champion. Did you pick up on any of that? Uh, you could tell there was a noticeable lack of Dana excitement, and just like uh, I guess it's not surprising to me because I kind of feel like he picks and chooses whatever it is that's going to piss him off that particular day. But this was pretty great, and I saw the pictures almost immediately after. They're like, uh, "What happened between Dana and Stipe?" Jason, has a promoter ever cheered against you like that? Have you ever felt like a promoter lost money because you won? <laughs> Never. Like that's kind of weird. Um, that's yeah, UFC. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> it's kind of weird. Oh, that's okay. Well, maybe Eddie Bravo will do it this time. Well, I guess if you're fighting like one of his guys, you'll kind of know. It's like this yeah, is brutal. Yeah. <laughs> the reason, the reason though on this though is the mere fact of this. Steven felt that he wasn't getting the respect that he should as a champion. How often do we hear this, that the UFC isn't respecting their champion? Like, like all of these people who win a championship belt, for whatever reason, granted, they do earn the belt, so there is some greatness to it. But then they get mad that they're promoting Nagano to be the best thing ever. And not only does that sound stupid, it's the only way to sell the fight. If you can't sell the fight yourself, then the UFC has to do it for you. So complaining about that is stupid. On the second side, the UFC then distancing themselves because they're like, hey, Dana, how did it feel that Nagano went out after you guys were hyping him? And he's like, whoa, 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 I didn't fucking hype that guy. And it's like, you clearly <laughs> did. He's got a truck, Everybody like, can see the, the promos. Casual relationship with the truth and what he said, Dana White does. That's a, a fair point, though, by the way. There's at least like four champions that are actively feuding with Dana White. You've got Tyron Woodley, fucking hates him. You go all the way down... Mighty Mouse hates him. Who's in the 185? Doesn't matter. Hates him. <laughs> There's a lot of champions yeah. he currently It just seems like uh, you have to have like some type of it factor to get promoted. Like, for example, uh, who's that one um, karate dude that's all ripped up? Sage Northcutt. He's a great fighter, don't get me wrong. But um, you know what I'm saying? He gets... You know he gets promoted like crazy whenever he's got fight coming up, fights coming up, but he hasn't really you know done the best uh, in his you know last couple fights in the UFC. Um, I think Paige Van Zandt though she's awesome, man. She's freaking tough. Watching that St. Louis fight, that's just bringing me back. But anyway, she uh, she gets promoted like crazy as well. But they all have like just something special, like something that's cool going for them. Of course, Paige is super attractive. Sage is like freaking ripped out of his mind, and Nganu was homeless. But it's like somebody like Steve Hay, who's just like well, Nagano was. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, get, that's, that's I get what you're cool. saying. I just <laughs> like that those are their attributes. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty, that's what young, homeless. <laughs> it's just you got to find it's probably your, your thing. Also, why they did away with the bullet points because at a certain <laughs> point, when they had the bullet points for the fighters and their best qualities for Sage Northcutt, it's like smiles a lot. Smiles. Yeah, uh, for Paige Van Zandt, it's just like is exceptionally pretty, not just pretty, exceptionally pretty. Uh, I mean, so is Sage. Like objectively, <laughs> sharp face. Just a very one thing you got to understand. If you are a true, but like if they put a belt on you, that's the promo. And then if the UFC doesn't sell, then really that is on them. It's their job to sell the fight unless you're 100% marketable and interesting. And on your realm, apparently, Stipe wasn't interestingly enough for you 
to go ahead and vote for him, even though he was a firefighter. So if he yeah. wants to be a firefighter, dude, do it. That's an amazing thing. That thing should sell itself. And I just think his casual dudeness is something that's got a good hook to it. And I think people want to see that. But clearly, if he's going to be firefighting, he probably won't have all the time to go ahead and market himself crazily. So, yeah, if, if they're promoting that other dude as being like he's the biggest threat since the last threat, like that's the UFC's go to. Mm-hmm. Like right now, if the UFC was promoting a match between me and you, they would be like, I don't know about this ref. You know, he's never fought professionally before, but that's an X factor. This is the biggest fight Jason Hayden has ever taken <laughs> because of the unexpectedness. That's so, that's so like, true, that's though. That's how they would sell it. They can put a twist and turn on everything. That's that's wild. And then the minute you demolish me, they'd be like, well, you know what? you got to respect you got to respect Jason Hayden for demolishing Raph in like 30 seconds, especially coming through that weight disadvantage. I mean, not now. He is cutting weight now, but normally he's about Raph's weight. Anyway, long story short, he's got really small legs that are big. Have you seen those? <laughs> kind of rolls like a Tasmanian devil. Plus, they don't have to really be truthful when they spread rumors now. Like, you can just leak anything, and it's on ESPN. It's like two hours before, maybe two days before the match, because they know it's going to be a blowout. It's like even his own brother questions if Hayden can hang in with Raph. <laughs> and it's like this obscure, <laughs> obscure comment of him being like, my brother's just got to focus. Sometimes he can really he struggles with people with defense, and that's like twisted into a direct. That's I can't wait till we get to that point in grappling, Raph. Actually, you know what it would be? Josh would at least be super nice to me, and Josh would say something to the press that would be like, yeah, I predict my brother will uh, finish Raph in the third. And the headline would read, uh, older Hayden brother has no confidence in mini Hayden. <laughs> mini Hayden. No Zero. Con- <laughs> that would be uh, Jiu-Jitsu Times. Might print it anyway. They might have just heard this and just get on the story preemptively. Mm-mm. Rift in the Hayden family. Um, early thoughts, though. Stipe's a beast, and he's he my new favorite. I can't wait to see him fighting a jiu-jitsu. He seems like he's just because he's so big, right? I mean, he's got to be able. Does anybody know about his jiu-jitsu background? I mean, I know he trains, but. I have no clue. That'd be fun. I'd I like think he see. was like a. I assume he had a, a good wrestling background. I mean, Kev, a lot of, a lot can of I ask techniques. a question though? Sure. The the question I have here is pretty simple. It's is he considered the greatest heavyweight of all time? Because we're off at this point now where he won four in a row, and they're just like, "Oh my god, he's the best of all time." Short history. And I think to myself, in every other division, they're like. Yeah, seriously though, we 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 have to win like six or seven in a row for someone to like look at us. It's not to say that the people he's beat are bad. He's one put together one of the best streaks. Period. Mm-hmm. Just look at the caliber of the individuals. But there is something unsettling if I was to be like, all right, Jason Hayden, if you put together four wins, you'll be the Anderson Silva of your division. And he'd be like, Raph, that will never happen. I might win in four, but nobody's going to turn to me and be like, you're the goat now. Congrats. Yeah, they never would. No, especially at such a reasonable person's weight. That's the nice thing, you know? The bigger people, shorter shelf life, right? They can't fight as long. You know, you have to take your wins where they come, Raph. I think this is... I think you're being reverse biased against people with huge bones. You know how hard it is to walk when you're 
255 pounds when you're like 60, it's harder. I'm just trying to make the longitude. Actually, no, I think I'm offering something that's completely the opposite, Kevin. I'm saying they're being sizes to little people. I'm defending people like Minnie Hayden over here who are putting in the time in both jiu-jitsu and MMA. Think about that. And people. not eating donuts. You think Stipe oh, skips the donuts? Yeah. I don't nope, think he so. doesn't. He's nope. not worried about it. <laughs> this, this, uh, this whole episode is going to be very heavily around food habits now previously. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move to DC. And this card has – I watched this card. It was competitive. There was a lot of back-and-forth fights. There weren't a lot of high-resolution finishes beyond the ones that you know about. None of us should ever touch Abdul Razak Halasan. <laughs> He will violently kick me, you, and punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Should be very careful. That fight was actually pretty fun for about a few minutes. I guess they have a huge back and forth grind. People were like, this is their third fight. It's like, okay. No I way. Mean, yeah, it's that. an undercard fight. So I was a little surprised that they were trying to hype it up like there was a lot of beef. But sure enough, fun fight. Ended great. Daniel Cormier was another TKO beat the ever-living shit out of Ozdemir and almost choked him out at the end of the first. Like, gets in on that big guy wrestling neck grip where he doesn't even have hooks in because he just doesn't need them. Barely misses it. A a Vulcan is saved by the bell. Not so much saved by the bell in the next round when he gets, like, that crucifix punch finish. And... I Go ahead. I did see. I, I saw this fight. I'm sorry. Your like I thoughts. Said, I, Give me I, your I, thoughts I this, on that finish. You're crafty enough to well. do this. He uh he had a he got him in a crucifix <laughs> and then just started pounding him in the head. He trapped both of his arms, uh one of his, his uh, left arm with his legs and then his right arm with his head. And uh, Daniel Cormier just was teeing off. I mean, it wasn't like I don't think it it wasn't spectacular, but the control that DC had over him was was amazing like it was it was it was awesome that's a crappy spot to be in because i was just gonna say that's what to me pick a worse position is there a position you'd you'd be in like what's worse than that i don't know that's the worst (laughs) like i think that is the i actually in the army i had uh my last combatist fight for the military that's how i finished my my fight is i uh trapped both of his arms and was punching him in the face and he couldn't do anything about it fuck that's a terrible spot for those that don't know, combatives as you advance to the tournament rounds is just basically mm-hmm. an MMA fight. So mm-hmm. that checks out. And you, that's a, your comb- you must have been extremely good at combatives, I would think, because if your brother's training at that point. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I fought professionally before I joined the army, and so I was just like, "Cool, oh, let me just shit." Okay, yeah, I was well, like, "Cool." This yeah, this. I I went up to my sergeant, and so I was like, "Hey, let me do this combatives thing. I'll win it." <laughs> I'll win the post tournament. And they're like, okay. And then I won it. And then I was like, Sergeant, I'm gonna do it again next year. And then I won it again next year. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> I like I like uh Cocky Hayden walking up just like, I'm gonna win it. There must have been like that little tiny <laughs> fuck off right behind your back. <laughs> and then after you won it, we're like, Don't say anything. Let's just let it ride. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and you picked Cormier correctly, Raph. You guys all, I'm just going to move on. I apologize to the Daniel Cormier community and everyone at DC Comics. <laughs> Calvin Qatar 
KOs Shane Burgos proving scariest tattoo is not always the paradigm for which you can win a fight. Sometimes you have to bring a little extra something. Volante wins via decision, but I want to talk about Rob Font. Oh, yeah. Zero font jokes made by the broadcast. Go fuck yourselves, you amateur <laughs> hacks. Tell them all I said it. Two stars, Dominic Cruz. You can't come up with one. Helvetica, new. it doesn't matter. Rob Font, this is the best. We got to make some fun t-shirts. Do you know him, Jason, or you just cheered for him because you like him? Um, I, I know him a little bit. I, I have rolled with him. A, uh, one of his uh, buddies lives down here in Tampa, and uh, he was down here training one, uh, I think, last year, actually. And, um, and yeah, I got to roll with him at, uh, at, uh, Gracie Tampa South here and he was awesome. He's a super nice guy. And, uh, it, it was really, it was a privilege to get to get to roll with the guy. I know he's a, he's a beast. I think his last fight, he knocked a dude out as well. So he's on the tear. He, he's a monster. Rob Font. I cannot wait for the next oh, fight. Yeah. I got to look up some extra crazy fonts just in case. <laughs> I just want to write his name in like four crazy ways and then put it on a t-shirt. That'll the most subtle verbal tattoo. Raph's not going to let me do that one. Uh, let's D- Davis loses to Bochniak via decision. Another horseshit win by Mr. Hayden. Uh, you won that pick. Dustin Ortiz wins. Let's see. Makachev knocks out Thibaut. And Arse wins without trying a single Darce, so we all lose. That was another decision fight. Raf, do you remember, was there a bet involved? I don't think there was, right? We just played for gentlemen's keeps this time. Um, I would like to tell you there was no bet involved, but that would mean that I would be lying, and I don't lie on this show, Kevin. You know, I do a lot of things on this show. I ask Ariel Hawani questions because that that's something that pisses Dana White off apparently now. Uh, <laughs> when I say that Dana was in a bad mood, yeah, he literally like, was sourpuss the entire night. And he literally, when somebody is like, hey, uh, you know, they ask him a question. He's like, that's a very Ariel Hawani question, you fucking dummy. And it's like, dude, Ariel Hawani is asking the Katie Couric of questions. Is this really where we're going right now? <laughs> So, no, no, this is not a problem. Uh, what I do want to bring up is this, Kev, because when I was doing my good investigative journalism over at Ultimate Matt Works, I was concerned because there were some notes that said that people really weren't going to watch the UFC because it had a terrible undercard. Was there anything that disproved that? Uh, I mean, some of the fights were pretty fun. I wouldn't say it was terrible. The Al-Hassan knockout was pretty badass. That guy's brutal. And Makachev knocked out Tabo, who's like 84. Because I wonder if <laughs> so part of the reason. <laughs> sure. But I wonder if part of the reason Dana was such a sourpuss was because it happened in his hometown of Boston and that he didn't deliver a good Boston card. Because we didn't hear anything from Dana until the. Uh, the referees, I mean the Patriots, pulled off an amazing comeback back that next day <laughs> and he put up a post on it. So I just want to point that out. Anyway, guys, I guess what I'm saying right now to you is this. Yes, there was a bet. Yes, we do have the results. And yes, Jason, are you concerned? Um, 
Nope. Yep. <laughs> He's my favorite. He's my favorite, Hayden. Nope. <laughs> yep. <Yeah, but laughs> <laughs> okay. This doesn't inspire at all any form of confidence. I think we might be losing you again. I'm just going to take it over because... I'm That's the fun. type of parent that rips the Band-Aid off. Raph's the type that talks about it for seven minutes, then rips it off. You won seven to six, and it's a real bullshit decision. If you ask oh, me. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. You had yeah. Bocciniak, and there's no way you could pick him out of a lineup. A long way. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you get Ortiz wins but we both had font i had makachev so that was my lucky one um but otherwise crushing i think i have to demonstrate a technique with the bikini part on which is going to really confuse some people slash make perfect sense to others so well yeah you can wear the rask you know rask guard stuff you know it's oh great be cool. If the people took a vote, had you done it, it'd be 50-50. There's a lot of people like, no, no, no. Rocket shows his skin. Trust yeah, me. Would, that would, if it was up to me, yeah, it would have been some skin showing. 100% of people are going to be like, no, Kevin should probably put the rash guards on. It's going to be helpful for him, his family, any future <laughs> aspirations Verbal Tab has. Raph, un- unfair to bring someone on that has so much fight insight. I think. I think it's... I'm calling question. I'm calling bullshit. I think Hayden was brought in. Well, I have to ask this now. Jason, how do you feel having admonished Kevin? I feel like a true champion. I feel good. (laughs) You can tell he's not even listening. He's thinking about a donut. Are you going to write... Very romantically. It's just... Uh uh, Yeah, 100%. My mind's telling me no... But, that but my body. <laughs> oh man, I'm about to start singing on here. I sing a lot. I can't do it. I'm gonna embarrass myself. Substitute the word body for glazed donut. Neither, neither of you are gifted with the musical arts. Jason, are you vocals. gonna take this win and use it as momentum for the EBI? Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course I am. Why wouldn't I? You know, I need all the dubs I can get. Um. I'm, I'm glad I won because I wasn't looking forward to doing a freaking technique video in drag. I like I agree, I, I agreed to it, and I'm like, after the after we did the the uh, podcast, I I sat down. I was like thinking, really thinking about it, how cool it would be, and then I was like, man, that's gonna suck. Like I don't want to do that, but I have to do it. If I lose, I was really worried. But I'm so glad I won. I just I knew I was gonna win anyway. Scratch all that. It's all good. I My knew I was career win. as a professional's over. That's what flashed through his mind. Actually, what you guys don't know who are listening right now is the fact that Minnie Hayden, when we were scheduling this, was like first question out of his mouth: "Did I win?" And I was like, "I have no time for that. Listen, can you do Monday night or not?" <laughs> I had no time. Uh... I was like, no, but did I win? I was like, kid. Fuck off. I, you'll find out what everybody else finds out. Um, I have to ask this, though, Minnie Hayden, because y- you did a good job here. Uh, will you now, since you've built this momentum, I mean, I feel like you're obligated to shout us out if you win EBI. Oh, of course. Why wouldn't I? You know, I might talk a little smack. Yeah, I'll just... say some say some good things. 
Um, Raph's always got a sweet beard going on. I'll definitely compliment his beard. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely give a shout out. Why, why wouldn't I, you know? Fair enough. Well, listen, I don't know. I mean, it's customary for me to interview the winners. So, you know, that's happening. Um, but the second part of this thing that I wanted to go ahead and uh, make sure that we caught before uh, mm-hmm. we started to close out was you came up with the bet. Like Kevin was the one to suggest an idea of doing something like a technique video. But you were the one to originally go overboard and want him to go crazy. And then you were the one to be like, ooh, that bikini, that's a good idea. <laughs> so you got scared of your own bet that you put out forward because you were telling the story as if you were just like, oh, I was thinking about the bet that we all came up with mutually and all have equal part and a terrible idea. But it was you. Yeah, I mean, that's just like the army side coming out of me because we'd make our buddies do some crazy stuff if they lost the bet. I just forget that. <laughs> I can't do that all the time. I'm sorry. Slash the Hayden side of you. Like, I feel like there's an army side, just uh, survival <laughs> so the, of the your yeah. environment. Like it couldn't have been easy. Tough, brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't think of a good bet. I mean, no, no, no. That one, uh, that one works, especially for the internet. So. <laughs> everybody, everybody, move aside. Um, and. Plus, we're already going to know who your sponsor is because you rock the Phalanx as well as anyone. And that brand, it's just the best-looking no-gi stuff. It really is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love their gear. They, you know, they, take, good, they take good care of me. And, uh, but, yeah, I am open to any other sponsors. I am like – I only have one, I only have one uh, sponsor. I think it's just – I guess I'm too ugly. I don't know. Or I suck at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> it's both. So let's just, Dang let's it. just call it what it is. My fire photo just came out for EBI, and I look re- like ridiculous. What? Oh, yeah. come on. We'll give a completely impartial review as the event gets closer of all yeah. props and materials. Yeah. Do, do me a favor. Send it to me now so that when you're not on the show anymore, Kevin and I will talk about it on the rest of the episode. Okay. I'll send it to you right now. I just took a picture of it. Oh, good. Uh, Here's what you should know. Jason, I I think a lot of things about you. And I think, you know, you do have some weaknesses. Like, uh, you know, you're kind of forgetful. Your hair is only second to, like, Mike Padilla. Yeah, right. Uh, Like, those are very minuscule weaknesses. Nowhere on your weakness scale do I'm like, oh, he's ugly and he's bad at (laughs) jujitsu. Like, those don't even register. So just know that. But uh, okay, so you're you're open to sponsors, and you know you could use a gi sponsor, you could use nutrition sponsor, you can use uh, any kind of apparel sponsor that doesn't really you know get rash guards or shorts. I guess for apparel's out. Anyway, long story short is <laughs> he's got a lot of availability for where he can be sponsored, but he's also available for privates and seminars when he comes out to LA for EBI, and uh, you're here again for two weeks. So how's that? How what dates are you out here for, sir? Uh, from the 14th. To the twenty eighth, I'll be uh, I'll be in LA, so I'll be looking to uh, if anybody wants to do privates, of course, and seminars. I'm totally down. Uh, training would be great. I just like to train at uh, different gyms and hang out with people. So, well, you 
know you will always have an open spot with us over at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, and uh, I will be talking with some folks. I know you guys, again, I said it last week, but I'll say it again. It bears repeating. He is so good at doing a seminar, you guys. And not just that, but like uh, when you guys came into the seminar for us at the Jiu-Jitsu Club, it was so – everybody was so happy with their techniques. And I still have people who come up to me and say like, oh, hey, I'm hitting this or – like people who I run into at tournaments who I recognize from coming to that seminar. Uh, and on a personal note, I still do a couple of the things that y'all did that are like the real small things mm-hmm. that have uh, uh, very much helped me in terrible situations. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad that some of the techniques that we've showed are, help, you know, are helping. Um, but yeah, whenever I show techniques and do seminars and privates, I just, I don't hold anything back. Like I'll show you whatever, uh, the little things that I do that are successful for me, because if we make everybody else better, it, it, it you know it comes around and makes me better. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to keep keep uh, things secret. So, oh damn it! See this photo doesn't Dick. suck. He's uh... and, and Kev, you got the photo that I just don't 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 talk about it now. We can't talk about it now because he's on here. Oh, okay. and that's not allowing us to be honest about it because <laughs> oh, we have okay. to do the nice thing to him when he's on. Oh my gosh! Got it. That's plus. Funny. It's gonna be a test for Mini Hayden to see if he actually listens to the parts that he's not on. <laughs> he definitely won't. So test failed. We can already chalk it up. Well, Mini Hayden, we're cheering for you. As EBI comes up, obviously, uh, we cheer the hardest for the ones we ridicule the most, which has got to include you and, you know, Kit Dale. I think are pretty much high on the list. Uh, (laughs) Along with Gary Tonin, whom we will make fun of for a solid 54 minutes. One of these days, if he ever annoys us to the point where it's necessary. Maybe if he actually starts a podcast. But you, sir, have an explosive game. What? Uh, give me one like thing. Are you training a little differently, or a little harder, or a little bit more unique for this set now that you've been through it a few times? I'm really trying to put myself in situations uh, while I'm transitioning to not mess my hair up because I want my hair to look good at the beginning of the match, fucking fine, and at the end <laughs> of the match. I want it to look the same. So inverting might be out because my head might hit the mat. So I'm not going to invert. I'll probably stay butterfly or stay on top the whole time. That's a good call. I like it yep. all. I mean, stay camera ready. Like, let's just think Got about to. what's important here. Got to. Yeah. Hey, all you sponsors also... I, you know, I, I pride myself in looking good. So, if you know, I'll throw your products at me and I'll rep them. No shit. Why don't you have a hair, like, care product sponsorship? No joke. I messaged Swabby Cito Pomade. Um, on Instagram, and I sent them this big thing on how I would love to be sponsored by them, and you know, I, sh- I told them what I do, and I compete on television, and I'd love to rep their products, and I pride myself on looking good, whatever. And they messaged me back, and they're like, "No, thank you. We don't sponsor athletes, but it's you know, thank you for using our product." It was cool to get a reply, uh, but I was really sad that they said no. That's how good your hair looked. Imagine how many people they don't even reply to. Think about that. Yeah. See? What the yeah, fuck? We don't sponsor fighters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Maybe they lied to me. I hope. Don't tell me if they did because then <laughs> I don't, I'll be sadder. I'll be sad again. So. As you see Gio rocking it. Gio Martinez. Like, no, yeah, if it's, it's, no, if it's <laughs> Mike Padilla that's doing there it, that go. would be the, the true killer. Mm. Like, you have to understand, Kev, Mike Padilla 
is his true hair rivals. So I want to make sure that we commit to this right here on our show. If you guys ever have a rematch, you are not allowed to use the uh, the stakes of hair versus hair match unless uh, it is promoted by Verbal Tap. I want that uh, as a commitment from you right here, right now, sir. You you have my I pinky promise. Well, I'll take it. He's he's pretty hungry. That matters. <laughs> this is as legit as it gets. I'm gonna get Mike on that very soon. I also, Kev, I have a, I have breaking news right now. Um, I just got a note back from uh, your brother Josh, and I said, "What do you think of using hashtag Mini Hayden as a hashtag for your bro?" And he says, "Oh, I'm totally down with it." Perfect. So, I you think Mini Hayden may be the way that we go. You do more hashtags. You two fight similarly. It's hard at times to tell which of you is fighting when I'm just seeing an ADCC video, especially when you guys both did the eighty twenty. I was like, "Wait, which one is it?" <laughs> Yeah, I need to come out with my DVD series. Yeah. Uh, hold on. 4040? <laughs> yeah, so that's my, you know, that's what I, I you know, I'm, it's still in the works, but it's going to be called the Shorty 40. Or, <laughs> or 16040, the leg oh, system. Double up your brother. Be like, what, only an idiot would do less. You can put that as the title. But only idiot would do less. I like that. Okay, I'm not that. 80. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Shody Fody's way better. That's a way better name. Maybe for you and your brother, you do the 2080 leg walk system. <laughs> Completely opposite. <laughs> so the 2080 leg skating system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or rollerblading. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the rollerblading system. You would have, I would be in deeply. I'm buying that. And then I'll just wear like all 80s like rollerblading clothes while I'm doing <laughs> While I'm like doing This works. We're crushing okay. this. We've got I like a, this. We've got more ideas than we have grappling videos. We gotta get, we gotta get to work. <laughs> well... Jace, thank you again for swinging by the podcast. Phalanx, premier grappler. You can see him on EBI or accepting any super fight that comes his way. Mm-hmm. Contact him. Have him come teach at your school. Have him come teach you. Jace, thank you so much for swinging by the podcast again. Thank you guys for having me. It's always fun. Uh, can't wait to be back on here, guys. Jason looks super young in this photo, <laughs> but, but he doesn't. <laughs> Damn it. I was hoping he, he was going to look awful. Like yeah. engulfed in purple flames that said the earth is flat and so am I. I don't know. This is he looks adorable. I mean, he looks young. He looks a little fresh faced. But when doesn't he? OK, but let's 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 delve into this because I want to get into why he's so self-conscious about it. Is it that the coloring in there doesn't truly highlight his hair? That his hair kind of just blends into the background? Yeah. Or mm. is it that he typically isn't blue as a human being? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. Could be the dark hair. 
could be the the light blue man group. He's going, the turquoise man group. He's going. He's going for here. It's uh, again. We know the people who work on these things for EBI. I want to make it very clear that y'all are on the better side of doing these things because I see a lot of fight posters they, they where really people are. do not yeah. look like the same color. Period. Or the lighting is off on We're one of them, but it's on another. But I want to make sure on this. The filter that they're using on here is that beautiful Helvetica, like whatever fucking filter they use on Instagram, Aquaman. where it's just like, <laughs> whenever you see it, you just go like, I'm just going to find my filter. It's XX Pro. Everybody knows that one. I love it. But then uh, I don't know. It just looks a little, little, little weird. But if we're talking about it, that filter, what it does is it makes his skin look a little splotchy. Like his skin isn't that splotchy, but it makes it feel like there's like a a cartography map on his face if you're looking at it carefully enough. Um, I, well, I was also going to say, you know, what else it has a real metamorphosis vibe to it. Mm. That's where mm-hmm. I thought they were. They were like, let's steal his color and really kick him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> nothing quite says jason hayden welcome to the big show like uh i mean you kind of look like a, a stunt double for the movie la bomba but you're filipino so <laughs> uh, i mean so's lou diamond phillips so whatever you know what by the way i want to take this opportunity because i never get to do this joke to clarify um, lou diamond phillips ethnicity well i i want to do this joke because it's been okay. so long that i feel like we need to bring these things back kevin when the performers don't do them anymore uh, but there's a particular favorite moment of mine on SNL lore when they ask Stefan his favorite place to go. And he says, and there you're going to run into a drag queen by the name of Jew Diamond Phillips. And uh, that one does it to me every <laughs> single time. So I wanted to drop that in because it's been so long since we've had a good Stefan moment. That I could, I still will occasionally see it pop up in my YouTube and just, get lost in <laughs> you go down the the stefan wormhole you're never getting out uh sort of like looking at the face of one young jason hayden over here man <laughs> he's just right there uh the j it's like you know what it is he looks like he's on a milk carton and i've hoped that they found him <laughs> they didn't they definitely they... did not <laughs> He died, but you still are drinking the milk anywhere, being like, you know, I'm okay. I hope that kid lived. No, he's dead. All right. How old milk. is he, by the way? It's like Jason Hayden, most likely to get carted on his way into the fight. <laughs> it's 100% his varsity football photo. Oh. And if I'm being honest, where the fuck's his stash? I don't like this photo because he doesn't have his, like, French facial hair on the, the stash on uh like he's a waiter or something. You know? So good looking. He's the Sage Northcutt of young grapplers. Oh, you know? wow. He is definitely not going to appreciate that. No. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. He's definitely not listening. That's you know, is I'm... it that he's really mad that you don't see his short legs that are stubby? <laughs> he did. He's like, I have big legs. Tiny. I was like, man, I mean, you look proportional to me. I just thought. I'm going to have to okay. work with you once we, we call it quits on the air today on the uh, Jason Hayden impression. Yeah. But it's coming. Well, look out. Rory McDonald, Jay's Hayden coming next week. Raph, that's going to do it for us for topics and stuff we have to cover. And we've now talked a lot of smack on Jay, yeah. Jay Hayden's picture, which looks great. He was like, I don't know. He said it like the flame photo. I was like, I don't see it. He was, no, he was, this is like literally we just had to invent 
yeah, seven yeah. minutes of material. I was like, EBI's there. got their shit together. It's got all the details on it. It doesn't. Um, it's not hard to figure out if it's like a montage for a Stallone film or not. It's pretty clearly a grappling poster. The highlights, the man. You know, the oh wait, man, I've got one more joke since legend. you brought it up. It looks like he's on the like Filipino ripoff version of like Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> but like they never got it in the Philippines, so they made one with Jason Hayden, and like Jason Hayden is Arthur Cobretti. <laughs> Thank you for calling him by his full name, Cobretti. By Sylvester Stallone, in case you couldn't tell by the name. That's uh, well, everybody knows Cobra Cobretti. Cobretti. Um. <laughs> He should be Cabretti for his next. We'll talk to him about Halloween <laughs> for next year. Raph, let's get to some shout outs. As we do, I'm going to be doing Blue Corner. Calling fights in Kansas City, the ultimate absolute, then the 7 o'clock show at the casino. Am I just going to gamble and, you know, be a general rowdy maker? Maybe. Am I going to professionally call fights and talk about hand position and underhooks? And what does that do for him now? I, I don't know, Raph. I don't know where I'm going to fall on the spectrum. Mm. Come check it out. Get yourself on that live feed. I will be wearing my North-South Jiu-Jitsu underwear. Raph, three weeks from today, I get to return. I, uh, I'm i going to be doing some, some you know, some one-on-ones to start. I want to private privatize this to start because, you know, public education these days. doesn't matter. I'm going to privatize my way back into jujitsu. Cannot wait to get back to the Jubera crowd. Get into the craziness of training frequently. I miss it so much. My therapist and I are very excited. Raph, that's going to do it for me. Uh, well, let's start here. I want to first of all thank all of our friends at Ultimate Matt Warriors. It really was a phenomenal time. I always loved going there. I want to thank Octavio and Mike for, as always, joining along. Mike and I had a fun and awesome trip on down i also want to say thank you to all of the athletes it's always great to cover you guys you want to keep a lookout on the kid a photography on instagram and facebook that's kid a photo on instagram and kid a photography on facebook you guys keep a lookout we're going to be putting some photos up there and we're also going to have some on smug bug here's the thing that i like to say guys support your local photographers my sister busts her ass on this shit and it'd be nice if you buy some photos and uh, I don't know, maybe if we're nice and everybody's on the up and up, maybe we'll put a promo code at some point uh, so you guys can get some discounts and all that good stuff. But supporting her is supporting this podcast, so we definitely want you guys to get in on help on that. Big shout-outs over to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. I have news, Kev. They are, are, are fluctuating the schedule a little bit. So it's still Monday through Friday, okay? You get the best of all worlds, right? Yeah. But... You get Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m., normal times. Everything's the same. But on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're adding yoga at 8 a.m., okay? What? Then they're also doing 10 a.m. jiu-jitsu for those who want to do that. And I'm hearing – I don't want to put it out there. I'm hearing a lot of things about this uh, jiu-jitsu club. I'm hearing that they're going to do a uh, Friday night uh, open mat. So anyway, that's the news I got for you guys. Keep a look on the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club's Instagram. You can look at them. I believe it's the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club uh, on the Instagram as well. So 
do that and uh, keep a look out there for all of their fluctuating schedules. And then uh, come uh, train with me over at Valley Martial Arts Center. I believe they're going to be looking into doing another tournament, another whiteout, and uh, maybe even a kids tournament if there is some interest in that. But um, and a big shout out to my sister. My sister fucking kicks ass. Still crushing it. She's doing so much things. Oh, and I got to say this. She will actually be doing photography this Sunday at the IBJJF. So y'all definitely will want to be over that way and uh, do that thing because she going to do that thing and be taking photos. So if you're looking for packages for coverage, hit me up and uh, hopefully we can find you an adequate price because we want to make things affordable for grapplers. And uh, that's what I got for you, man. So thanks to everybody. Good stuffs. Hey, that'll do it for tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. At this time.